Our loyal fans, now you are listening here in the dark. We're social distancing because we are the one and only Shoot Brothers podcast here on this Christmas Eve Eve, if you will. Uh, the holiday season is here, but we got some violence to talk about today. We got TLC, tables, ladders, chairs, tender, loving care, the learning channel, <laughs> uh, the band. I think that's their names. I can't remember. But those names don't matter because only two names matter in this wrestling world. We're talking about Mike the Shoot Shepherd, Cam the Christmas Tree Osborne. Bang, bang. <laughs> <laughs> and we are the Shoot Brothers. Uh, we got some wrestling to talk about. We're going to have some fun. We're going to do some things in between. We always have fun. What am I talking about? What are you talking about? Because, of course, the show here on the podcast, we do have a lot of fun. And, um, Mike, right, you said it yourself, Christmas Eve Eve, yet <laughs> the, uh, the stakes have never been higher. Uh, for who? For for TLC, because yeah, you are oh, you yeah. are right. Because yeah, we did have the big pay per view this weekend, uh, and all that um, was a lot of fun yesterday. Yeah, short week this week, of course. So t- today is Wednesday, and there is dynamite in NXT. Correct. Correct. It's been pre-taped, uh, I think. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure, but either way, I avoid spoilers. So. I also have not seen any, so I think I'm, I just heard it may have been pre-taped. And yeah. Then, no, same with uh, Friday Smackdown is still airing on Christmas, but that's been pre-taped. And as well. that's happened already. Okay, so yeah, we're we're kind of catching up with lo- with life, with live life, and then we'll have probably our final show of the week of uh, the year next week, kind of covering this pre-taped stuff, and then uh, and then the big shooties. The big shooties right around the corner. They uh, are upon us. Unlike you know, of course, not li- un- very much different than the Slammys, uh, than the Slammy <laughs> Awards that happened this afternoon. The ripoff, yeah. The, the Slammys are the rip rip off of the shooties. Yeah, we'll even see some categories that were directly ripped off. But um, <laughs> the only difference is they can afford to give actual <laughs> little statues. Yeah. Uh, if we could afford to give statues, this would be the most prestigious award in professional wrestling. But you know what? They're cutting themselves off two weeks early. We're letting all those last-minute ballots come in. Yeah. What if there's uh, what if there's a six-star match on uh, exactly on this week? Big E, Sami Zayn for the IC title. Who and, knows? And they give them forty-five minutes of uninterrupted yeah. television. I don't know. I don't know anything can happen. Yeah, but no, the Slammies are screaming, "Stop the count!" But we do not <laughs> stop the count early in this show. We we want to get it all in. Absolutely, we do. Of course, the shooties is the uh, are are the prestigious awards which occur at the end of the professional wrestling the calendar year. year. The calendar year because there is, is no end because there uh, there <laughs> really is no end. It has to be broken off on calendar. There's no. Although we are in season two of Monday Night Raw, I uh, mean, yeah, <laughs> season was, premieres happen every fall, but then WrestleMania is kind of the restart. So there, it's all over. It's all over the it's all over the place, right? And it's because uh, you can have um, certainly some of the the cat. Categories, you know, and some of the awards that can be won uh, could be won from the beginning of the year. February. Do you remember February in professional wrestling? Revolution, the Rumble. I feel, yeah, I remember them, but they. Yeah, it honestly feels like a different era. Crowds. It feels like, like that. It, it feels that like Brock Lesnar Royal Rumble was this year, but it feels like forever this ago. Year, Edge but it's in contention for all the awards this yeah. year. Edge came back. Yeah, one of the returns, big returns of the year. Wow. 
So much, so much happening. So much happening. Really can't wait for that show. Uh, but let's um, let's kind of tease or honor honor a different champion of sorts to kick off this week's show uh, because it's time to crown a new Tweet of the Week champion. It's the Tweet of the Week. It's the Tweet of the Week. Uh, Mike, this, uh, this Tweet of the Week comes from a now two-time winner, Tweet of the mm-hmm. champion, Lacey Evans. Hey, our girl is back. Uh, who's back on the? Uh, who's back in the record or in the in the champions circle? And a former multiple shooty winner herself. Multiple shooty winner, of course. Uh, my previous, um, you know, a, a best female wrestler, uh, actually shooty winner. Huge, yeah. huge awards. Being That's a huge, a huge honor. Yeah, One um, of two people. <laughs> there's only yeah, there's only there's not much to pick from. <laughs> Uh, anyways, uh, Lacey Evans comes at us this week with a with a blast from the past, uh, really, because if you can recall, uh, two years ago, so Lacey Evans has been on the main roster for nigh about two years now, mm-hmm. um, because just the other day, uh, she tweeted out, uh, two years ago, my whole life changed, and I was a different person. You know, Merry Christmas, this, that, the other. But that's not the point, <laughs> because the photo in which she tw- which she tweeted was, uh, and Mike, let me know if you can recall what this looked like. Lacey Evans came up to the main roster with another little chunk of superstars from NXT. However, if you can recall, remember they were just billed in photos for weeks and weeks leading up to their entrance? Yeah, it took a while. It took a while for everyone to kind of permeate, and some even do so. So the photo Lacey Evans uh, shot, or, you know, was uh, the six superstars that were on their way to the main roster from NXT. Mike, do you recall who those six superstars were? Uh, You had Lacey Evans, Mm -hmm. Nikki Cross, Lars Sullivan... uh, There was a tag team. Heavy Machinery? Yeah, Heavy Machinery, and one more. One more. Who was the last one? I don't know. I forgot. EC3. EC3. That's why I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you forgot. Uh, yeah. it was, this was two years ago. The, uh, that This kind of them promoing and uh, pro, you know, kind of bringing themselves onto the main roster was two years ago. Just the other day. Lacey Evans wanted us to remember that uh, with, her, with her mug beautifully placed beside Lars Sullivan's evil grin. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> and because of that, Lacey Evans, you are the um, Tweet of the Week champion, the winningest ever uh, female Tweet of the Week champion. By the way, this this is her wow. this is her second time. You know, before she was tied with the likes of Paige and Dana Brooks and Sasha and all these sorts <laughs> of uh, Shotzi. You know, but yeah. All right, Lacey, I love it. Like a lady, like a lady. Remember when she would just come around, turn around, and go back? I I, I know you remember when she used to. Just I loved come it. Around. I was on her bandwagon earlier, but yeah. you came around. Even the, yeah, even the uh, what what was it? Six straight pay per view losses or whatever. Uh, yeah. Even that Still wasn't enough straight. to uh, no. deter you. One of my proudest moments on this show was when you picked her as the wrestler, woman wrestler of the year. Because <laughs> it made me feel, you know what? She really is making a difference in this world. Yeah, she did. So she did something, and that was, and that was like in Becky Lynch's year, or like the yeah, the, the I know. post year. It was like, yeah, I gave it to her the year before her come up, and then that year was like her maintaining it. But uh, my big regret is not buying the Lacey Evans cameo when it was twenty bucks. And now oh, they yeah. don't even have cameos anymore. I could have got her to shout us out, Shoot Brothers. But I didn't. I screwed up. 
Screwed up. You you done screwed up, kid. That's okay. One day, one day, the professional wrestling community will be. We'll get her acceptance speech. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, There you go, Lacey. I'm a sweet of the week champion. Let's move on here with the show because uh, we do have. I guess this is an all main roster show. We haven't done one of these in what feels like fucking years. Probably. Yeah. Since Dynamite NXT all went. Since uh, yeah, since Smack and SmackDown moved to Friday, AEW happened. I mean, the Monday, the Sunday, Monday, Tuesday used to be our uh, our bread and butter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Three in a row, and then you shoot on a Wednesday, and now you're off. Oh, but well, feels ni- it feels nice to kind of be back to a little a little pay per view and some red and some blue. So let's start yeah. off uh, with a little bit of action. Actually, before the pay per view, we got to start talking. Uh, we got to start talking. About some <laughs> SmackDown Live. Okay, folks, it's Friday night. It's time for SmackDown Live. It, uh, it used to be on Tuesday, but then uh, I think it was on Friday before, though. No, no, wait. They used to film it on a Thursday and then release it. It's just SmackDown Live. You know the show. It's on Fox. It features the voices of Corey Graves and none other than Sir Michael Cole Bebe. <laughs> yes. Ah, uh, that's the show. That's the blue one. Uh, so let's start off. Kevin Owens comes out, cuts a promo on Roman, and hey, man, you talking about my family, and we got a match on Sunday. You know how it goes. Uh, I think Paul Heyman pops up, and Owens is like, I want Roman, so I'm going to come get him. So he goes backstage looking for him. Uh, goes over to Reigns' locker room, but it's locked. So, But meanwhile, Roman's just making his entrance to the ring, so he just starts cutting a promo on Owens and... You know, not a bad guy. Don't want to hurt your family, but do what I got to do to be the guy. So eventually Owens comes out. Jey Uso jumps him. They double team him. It all gets broken up. Roman, Roman's been using uh, the family. That's been his biggest kind of uh, gripe against all of his competitors since he's returned. Or, uh, you know, of course, Jey Uso, it was recognizing his place in the family and now he's uh criticizing kevin owens's family i think if one thing we've learned about roman reigns is that if you don't love or have a family he'll just devour you alive (laughs) he's a family man he's a family man it's the holiday season uh and all that (laughs) but we'll get uh we'll get more of them i'm sure later but Mm -hmm. we got some Tag title championship match on the line here. We got Street Profits defending their belts against Dolph Ziggler, Robert Roode. Uh, Rudolph? Yeah, that was their name. Yeah, the they been, and yeah, and, uh, and and you're right. I, know, I did notice again this week Dolph Ziggler coming down to the ring, sporting that nice, cool hat. Yeah, why? It's just a weird look. I, I whose know. idea is it back there to like, hey, man, I, I don't know. You're right. It's bizarre. It doesn't look cool. It does <laughs> like not a bandana look cool. or a do rag is one thing. But, yeah. I don't know. Anyways. Anyways. If anyone's listening over there, uh, (laughs) it looks weird, guys. Yeah. But the match was fine. I noticed uh, Robert Roode changed at least the color of his gear to match Dolph. Nice little light turquoise. I think I've I've seen them do that before. Have they? Okay. I'm just so used to Roode just being like black. Yeah. Maybe he does. Uh, Anyways. uh, Dawkins hits this cool move. It's like a. Double underhook, twisting neckbreaker, but I don't know why. It's not his finisher, but it should be. But anyways, the finisher comes when, uh, yeah, Rude tags in. He tries to roll up Ford, grabs the tights for the illegal leverage, but then Ford reverses it, grabs his tights, and gets the three, so they retain. 
Yeah, um, they've retained. uh, It's been 300 days. I I looked into this just the the other day. 300 days since the Street Profits won the Raw uh, Tag Championship, and then they, of course, transfer it over. Yeah. There's like no, these guys aren't going to lose, right? Or like they, right? Not yet. They're having a good run. <laughs> Is uh, it? I, I mean, they're I good. They're tell. good wrestlers. Yeah, they're fantastic wrestlers that Frog Splash gets higher and higher. I swear each week. <laughs> it's it, like, crazy. He adds an inch to it every week or whatever. I know. That's why I was really hoping they would have the TLC match and he would just jump and grab the belt. That'd be fun. He could <laughs> probably leap. do it. He could probably do I it. I bet they could. They could test it. They could even lower the thing two or three inches if they had to. The fans wouldn't know. Well, what belt. fans? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, we got some tag team action. Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan taking on Billy Kay and uh, mystery partner of the week, Tamina. 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 That's Ta-mina. fun. I think that's amusing. Uh, is it? Yeah. I don't know. It's okay. It's probably about the second worst choice you could have. But Tamina does the heavy lifting here. Billy tries to tag in, get the pin, but she ends up getting beaten with uh, the dropkick flatliner thing from the Riot Squad, so they get the win. Yeah, every single week, um, it becomes less and less appear, like evident why Peyton Royce and Billy Kay got broken up. Yeah. This was like the latest installment in that. <laughs> I mean, unless <laughs> it's all sense. gonna, unless it finally ends up with Billy Kay giving her resume to Peyton, and they're like, oh, here we go. Oh, it's you. <laughs> they're like, that was a waste oh. of six months, but... Yeah, very bizarre. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Carmella comes out to the ring, and uh, her buddy Somalia's there. He's got tables, champagne all set up for Mella. She's ready to toast to her impending victory against Sasha. So she just starts sampling the champagne and cutting a promo on Banks until Sasha shows up, splashes champagne on her, and just beats the shit out of her. Uh, Somalia gets her off, so Carmella smashes a bottle on Sasha. Ooh. Vicious. Vicious. Uh, the untouchable. Isn't that what they were calling her? Yeah, that's her. That's what she says. Uh, yeah, still don't like I still don't like her chances for TLC, though. Nah, but we'll see. We got Otis taking on Nakamura in the meantime. And Otis is now wearing a singlet. So I guess Vince wants to cover up his belly as well, like Keith Lee. Yeah, free, I think uh, that's why hashtag free the belly is uh, was it gain, no <laughs> no I know uh, but I mean I thought Otis's belly was like a part of his character yeah because okay. he has to go like rub it and stuff yeah but, uh, he's thrusting but, but maybe I mean Chad Gable wears the little singlet look who knows maybe uh, maybe yeah maybe we're trying to, uh, we're trying to make him friends and Gable was there he's still coaching Otis. Mm-hmm. Uh, Otis is about to hit the caterpillar, but Gable says, no, we're not doing that. Suplex. So he ends up doing this nice capture suplex, followed by the Vader bomb. Gets the win. Yeah, Uh, it's a good one. Yeah. And then we get this video that I think they played on all three shows. Uh, It was the Happy Holidays from WWE video where Drew McIntyre's in the ring. Okay, yeah. (laughs) I I thought I I definitely saw it on TLC. Yeah, it was only worth watching once, but they played it on all three shows. (laughs) Yeah. I have to mention it here. The slimy green monster 2020 makes his big heel entrance. He's like, <laughs> big Aah! heel entrance. And he says, I missed the Zoom call for this. And then he farts. And uh, the voice sounded just like Braun Strowman, so I'm pretty sure it was. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyways, he cuts the promo, and Drew says, enough of this. Hits a Claymore on 2020. And then we get a bunch of wrestlers beating them up and 
2021 comes out. This big superhero hits a big power bomb on 2020. Yeah, he's in a big so uh, like Iron Man suit. Yeah, some cloud with him. Him and Drew just fucking beat the shit out of him. Yeah, fuck 2020. That was a good one. Uh, yeah, it was a. And then we get the first annual Sammy Awards. Of course, the parody of the Slammies, which is a parody of the Shooties. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Sami Zayn, he's all dressed up. He's got a nice-looking burgundy tux. His hair's kind of slicked back, and he's yeah, got the awards. A of, there's a lot of gel and hairspray in there. <laughs> and the awards themselves, which are uh, basically Sami Zayn action figures, just painted gold on top of, like, a soup can painted black. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Looked nice. Uh, the first award, comeback of the year. The award goes to Sami Zayn. Well and well deserved. He did, yeah. You ask I me. think one of uh, him and Roman, they both had pretty big comebacks. Yeah. Uh, the next one, match of the year, which goes to Sami Zayn for defeating AJ Styles and Jeff Hardy in that ladder match. Very good match. Uh, very good which match. Which I may say, yeah, very well may be one of the best matches of the year. So he's two for two. <laughs> uh, last award, superstar of the year, and he's reading cue cards this whole time, goes to. Big E, uh, he couldn't even correct himself. He just read it. So Big E comes out. He's tampered with the cue cards earlier in the show. He gives a speech. Sammy's shook. Uh, but Sammy tries to say, there's been a mix-up. But Big E just attacks him, flings him down the ramp, and then he breaks his Sammy award. Oh, the nerve. The nerve of this guy. But hey, that's the feud. <laughs> but hey, that's how the feud works. Sammy Zayn can can sell ice to a polar bear right <laughs> he's awesome yeah <laughs> and that's gonna be a great match that uh i mean we'll later find out that that's gonna be your christmas day main event i'm assuming intercontinental championship action yeah uh oh well, yeah i guess it actually is on christmas day yeah i'll be watching basketball <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well yeah speaking of the nice raptors premiere tonight folks yeah oh speaking of uh, um, Cameron Thunder Osborne, for the first time in his life, gets the first overall pick in the fantasy draft. Woo! And um, you know, like us, like this, like the smart pick to pick, he selected James Harden. James Harden, thinking uh, maybe he's coming home. James Harden, <laughs> not home, but to our home. <laughs> James Harden, who uh, earlier Mr. today... Mr. 60 points a game? Not so, a game, So, but... uh, a video came out of him at a strip club, like, a couple days ago. Christy Pitts? And now, uh, yeah, now he could miss a bunch of games because he broke the league's COVID protocols. Uh, but so you like think a he's bunch doing it on purpose? Players, a bunch of other players on the team can't play in the home opener tonight. Because uh, of, yeah. yeah, because they broke the protocol or whatever. So, uh, and do you think it's a self sabotage because he just wants out? No, I think he's just an idiot. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's that because you wouldn't be getting paid for those games that you miss. Well, they I know, would, like, but if he wants out that it. badly, yeah, I know no. there's hot rumors flying around. No, no, there's nothing, nothing's gonna happen with James Harden getting traded. No, ever, uh, at least not this year, okay, but. That's but either way, saying. he doesn't care about uh, playing this week, does he? Uh, apparently, at least not at least not this week. That's so uh, my then. fantasy luck. Hopefully Are we playing may them change. at all? No, I know they're not. In, we're not playing them in the next week. No, too bad. <laughs> <laughs> Rack up those easy wins. That's your time to pounce. That's okay. 
that's okay. Uh, let's get back on to the sports entertainment here. Uh, Bailey taking on Bianca Belair. Good little match here. Uh, Belair just showing off that strength late in the match. I think uh, yeah, she just deadlifts Bailey into a powerbomb position, but Bailey pokes her in the eye, breaks free, hits the rose plant, gets the cheap win. Uh, Bailey has been going pretty strong since she lost the title to Sasha. It feels great that yeah, those two... Yeah, she hasn't cooled off too much, which is nice. Hasn't cooled off, and the two of them were able to pretty much separate from each other. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pretty can... easily also, and uh, Bailey and Bianca just keep bringing each other up. And Bailey seems like the uh, the mini-boss on the way to Sasha for Belair, if that's her path to yeah. WrestleMania. that could be it. Oh, my God, we're almost on the road. Well, yeah. Well, I announced... mean, uh, technically anything like SummerSlam and onward. <laughs> Well, I mean, technically. But once TLC's over, then there's nothing but Royal Rumble coming up. And uh, January 31st, they said. They did announce, yeah, right at the end of the month there. I think they'll have fans? Like, at least a couple, maybe? It's possible. Because they're, I mean, was... they're at Tropicana Field in Florida, so they could yeah. do something similar you know to AEW. But I wonder yeah. if they're too committed to their video screens. I don't know. They definitely couldn't have done that uh, Inferno match. But we'll see. No, well, well, I was even just thinking like the screens that they have are so like built such a way that like, oh. you, you couldn't seat anybody anywhere because they wouldn't be able to see through. Yeah, yeah, they'd have to move a lot of that stuff around. But mm -hmm. <coughs> who knows? Oh well, we'll see. We'll see. I hope they're able to get some real people. Uh, the crowd noise can be a little bit too much sometimes. Yeah. No, uh, I don't know. I think if they really want to, I mean, they're in Florida, so. <laughs> Where any, right? anything goes down there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, didn't you just see Chris Jericho play a big show? I, I, I didn't see, like, that Some just happened. I think that happened, like, a month ago or something. No, it happened again, like, a day ago. <laughs> oh, my God, Chris. <laughs> He's a bit oh, of a troublemaker. No. He's a bit of a. I mean, it was Steel Panther's show. I'm sure people came there for that. But then Jericho came out and sang a song. Steel, yeah! Steel Panther. What song do they sing? I don't know. They're like a parody band. Oh, like an 80s metal. Oh, I thought. I mean, they they're like popular a... enough, but I don't really. They're not. A, yeah. They're not a serious band, eh? I mean, they're. They're. I guess they know how to play their instruments and stuff. Okay. But they're like a Spinal Tap kind of thing. Wow. <laughs> Anyways, crazy let's go, ass uh, Chris Jericho. Yeah. But that was the last match. But there was one more segment where Tribal Chief comes out with Paul Heyman and Uso for one last promo. On Kevin Owens and uh, Kevin Owens comes out. He's still beat up. Owen, him and Uso just been fighting all night. Uh, and then I think yeah, they just double team him again. Start putting him through tables, spinebuster, Samoan drop. They just bury him under all the broken pieces of tables and then just start piling chairs, ladders, everything. No way to protect himself here. But uh, yeah, he's just dead and buried. And Roman and Uso, they all go to the back. But then they look up on the screen and somehow Owens crawls out of the pile, gets on the mic, and just cuts one last promo to end the show. Yeah, this was a weird way to end, uh, to kind of use like the last little bit of time they had, I felt. Uh, yeah, like I was already I was already kind of like sold on the match after all the promos kind of leading up to this. And uh, I feel like the odds are so stacked against KO right now. Yeah, yeah, and it's... Uh... It definitely plays out that way as well, but I mean that's it. I mean he's the babyface. I guess that's what they want. Yeah, 
and that's uh, and I guess that's your SmackDown for you. Yeah. So let's just jump right in, because that leads us into the TLC 2020. <laughs> Pre-show. Pre-show was some kind of eight-man tag that I didn't watch, but uh, I saw like later on in the show. Yeah, there's Biggie and Sami Zayn. Something happened. Yeah, that was basically the whole. It came down to Sami Zayn, Biggie. Biggie pins him with the big ending. Uh, so basically, that set up him getting his title shot on Friday. So there, there you go, Biggie, babyface. There we go. Who else was in the match here? Uh, Brian, Otis, Otis Gable. Gable. Daniel Bryan, man. what's Yeah, he doing? it's kind of weird that he's on the pre-show. But. Baron Corbin. Cesaro, yeah. Shinsuke. So well, there you go. That was that. Yeah. Nothing wrong with it. But let's get to the meat, the steak, the burger, the main show. Filet mignon. <laughs> there you go. Let's start off with a big match. Drew McIntyre defending his WWE championship against AJ Styles in the TLC match. Uh, yeah, AJ came in with a clear strategy, which was just target that knee of Drew, just constantly working it over, chair shots, ladder smashes. Uh, but AJ takes a good beating as well, you know. He's tiny, he gets catapulted all over the place, thrown into ladders. Uh, yeah, I think at one point, AJ's just like wrapping Drew's leg up in the ladders with a calf crusher, just... He's really working that leg. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and and and, uh, and it's working. Drew's limping all over the place. It's working. He's limping. Uh, AJ's got him set up on a table, but then Drew just like chucks a chair at his face, uh, hits a big belly-to-belly suplex onto a ladder, uh, but then almost starts getting involved. So he helps AJ, slides a ladder into him. So AJ's climbing up, but then Drew just picks him up, presses AJ over his head, and tosses the damn guy over the top rope through a table onto the floor. That was a big like bump. Like a flip. He flips him yeah. over. Oh, man. And there was just like... The yeah, way he one hit, low. too, it was just kind of yeah. like one table and down. Ooh, yeah. Like all tailbone, all hip. My no Dean Ambrose God. to break his fall like the other time. <laughs> My God. <laughs> that was painful. <laughs> no Dean Ambrose <clears throat> to break his fall. Yeah. All he had was like a quarter-inch table. Yeah. But. That was uh, that was, <laughs> that was was our big bump. AJ's, AJ, in all of these gimmick matches, he's going to give us a He's going to give it. A 40-year-old man. <laughs> yeah. So at this point, he's dead. So Drew <laughs> has a clear path. Oh, also, one thing I noticed. Sorry, I got to interrupt you there. One thing. Because there, there were a lot of spots. It's also early on. Yeah. I like the, the calf crusher with the ladder. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, AJ goes through. Uh, he sets up a chair in the corner. He ends up going through it. Oh yeah, um, like head so first. So every wrestler, when they're doing a big bump like this, they have their own little mannerism or tick that they kind of do after a big bump. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you'll kind of notice sometimes it it may be a certain movement for someone. For AJ Styles and for every single match AJ Styles does, he does the lie on his back, run his hands through his hair. With a shocked look on his face. That's his, exactly like, come back to earth look. Yeah. Um, he does it all the time. And I pictured, like, his hair so, like, the gloves are sticky. I don't know how it yeah, works. Yeah, those rubber sticky gloves. I don't know yeah. how it works, but I found Drew McIntyre's uh, little, t- little, 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 little make sure I'm okay tick. I found yeah. it in this match. Um, so press your thumb. You can do, and you can do this at home. Press mm-hmm. your thumb against like your pinky finger, and then your ring finger, middle finger, index finger, and just like go back and forth like that. 
Okay. That's his. So after he took a few of these big bumps. Like the symbol for money? Like when you're doing like money? No, no, like no, no. Rim. So go like thumb to index finger yeah. and then release. And then thumb to middle finger and release. Oh, like one, two, one, yeah, one. Yeah, kind of like, like individually one, one, one. like that. Yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. Um, he did this a couple times after some of those bigger uh, after some of those bigger maneuvers. Yeah, uh, he took in this one. Uh, but yeah, look out! Look out for that one. No, I like that. Well, I noticed. Uh, I've noticed Roman's tick in the past. Roman Reigns. And he what's does that? the one finger on temple rubbing and like moving his jaw around. Oh yeah, like, like, he, he's always like he's the, trying he's to like, like get his jaw back in place, like, rubbing his adjusting his jaw. Like, <laughs> yeah. ugh. or maybe he's just maybe he just did a rail of Molly before he came. <laughs> he's grinding. Uh, anyways, back to the match. AJ, big bump. He's dead. So Drew's got a clear path. He's climbing up the ladder towards the belt. When the Miz comes running out, power bombs Drew off the ladder through a table, and then John Morrison comes running out as well. He's got the Money in the Bank briefcase with him, and he hands it to the ref. Uh, so the ref says we're cashing in, but the Miz does bring up a point that he was not the one that technically handed it to the ref. So we'll deal with that later. Okay. But for now, the cash in is official. This match is a triple threat. Miz just smiles. Everyone's knocked down. He slowly starts to climb the ladder. But he forgot about the human ladder, Omos, who just steps right over the top rope, gets into the ring, just reaches up with one hand and yanks Miz down. Uh, and then he just chucks him over the top rope through a table on the floor. Another painful bump. Another bump. Three table yeah. bumps. Big table. There were Three a lot of table big bumps. table bumps. <laughs> so he's out. And then John Morrison comes running in from behind and just... Literally smashes a steel chair on almost his back, and it just obliterates from the destructive force, and he doesn't even move. He just turns around and glares at Morrison, and he actually looked pretty badass here. He just kind of chases Morrison off to the back, or power walks after him. But yeah. I don't know. I thought he looked badass here. Yeah, and John Mo John Morrison is uh, in also in the in, possibly in the AJ Styles level selling category. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. He make making almost look fucking fearful and he like the way he also he was like backing up in that kind of scurry back he tripped over yeah, a ladder falling. on his way <laughs> yeah. it kind of fell down beside him but he was still like, oh, oh. yeah you know like if it was but, a cartoon his legs would be moving very like he'd like be spinning <laughs> for a couple seconds and then he would yeah. take off you know <laughs> but anyways that was all just to take those guys out of the match uh so back in the ring aj and drew they've recovered they're both climbing up the ladder slugging it out uh, when the Miz comes in, he's got another ladder, so he's climbing up beside them. AJ gets knocked down. Miz tries to steal the belt, but then Drew headbutts him off, so he's all alone at the top. But then AJ comes springboarding in off the top rope, lands onto the ladder. Uh, he knocks Drew off. So this last couple minutes here was crazy. Edge of your seat. Don't know who's going to win. Uh, Miz and AJ, they got their fingertips on the title. When Drew, he gets back in. He just tips the whole ladder over. AJ falls over the rope to the floor. Uh, Miz stays in the ring, but then he eats a claymore from Drew, who is now finally all alone. And with one leg, he hops up the ladder, <laughs> unhooks the belt, wins the match, and retains. Wow. But, yeah, I thought this was awesome match. Great bumps. The last five minutes, I was just on the edge of my seat. I didn't know who was going to win. And Drew is uh, Drew's another one of those guys. Because he's big, he doesn't get the chance to work with people who are small and quick necessarily and Keith or sorry wow and Drew McIntyre <laughs> is really quick he can oh, yeah. do both of these kinds of styles he can be a fucking brute force 
or he can give you a move that's going to be, you know, super high athletic and impact. And uh, the Drew AJ Styles thing is fucking perfect. Yeah, you know, I could take another another one of those if they have. Drew AJ too? Well, fuck, I thought AJ yeah. was going to walk home with it uh, tonight. I was kind of so, hoping. Um, yeah, when he got I, so close. Even the Miz, I was kind of like, ah, the Miz wins. All three of them touched it at one point. All three yeah. of them had their hands on it. Uh, yeah. And I would have been fine with any of them. I would have yeah. been fine with any of them. Phenomenal but, job, that phenomenal yeah. one. Great match. Great match overall. But uh, let's continue here. Because we got the boss, Sasha Banks, taking on the untouchable Carmella. SmackDown women's title match here. Uh, Carmella's servant at ringside, who they're now calling Reginald, which I guess is much easier to Way remember. easier to remember. Yeah. And hey, early on, he's making his money. He literally saved Carmella's life at one point when she just gets like tossed out of the ring. It looks like she was going to land head first. But Reggie was there and caught her. Good old, good old Reg. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? I think this match was, um, you know, might have exceeded expectations. Pretty good. It did. Not that it, we hate on Carmella, but pretty good. I thought it was really good performance here. Yeah, uh, and in her first, uh, it was like her first. Was this her first match back? I mean, she looked um, fine. Yeah, probably. Yeah. No. Uh, crazily enough, with uh, with a card with all these weapons, and I think my favorite spot of the night might have been in this match when Sasha goes for this tilt the world backbreaker. But Carmella reverses it and hits the best looking face buster slash X Factor I've ever seen. The where where Sasha just like spiked herself on her head. And Michael Cole was freaking out. Okay. Remember that move? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just thought it was amazing. Michael Cole was, oh my God, she spiked her. She spiked her. But anyways, then they just did lots of back and forth, you know, chain wrestling, reversals, getting submissions locked in. Uh, Sasha's got the bank statement locked in, but... So Mel is in trouble. Reginald yanks her out of the ring to save her. So Sasha takes him out with a big meteora. And then soon after, she gets the bank statement locked in again. And Carmella's got no choice but to tap out. So Sasha retains. But I really liked it. Good match. It was a great match. Carmella's got those uh, got those super kicks too. That sometimes, like when they hit, when they land, they really fucking land. Uh, yeah, she's and good not at a lot it. of uh, yeah, not a lot of women do this do the super kick. And, uh, yeah, I and feel she, like in general the women's division has not overkilled the move like men have. No, and she's uh, she's really got that on lock. But man, I did not miss uh, like or like how can I say this? I turn up the turn up the in ring mic for a Roman Reigns match. <laughs> turn down the in ring mic for a Carmella match. I as soon as like I heard one little shriek, I just remembered uh -huh. that I'm like, oh yeah, she does this. I totally forgot. Is a little is it a little like too cartoony? Oh, uh, sometimes a little too cartoony, or rather <laughs> like um, or rather when I hear that kind of voice and and um, certainly like male superstars do it too, right? I just have no confidence in their abilities. Hmm. Uh, like you know, if you're you know if you're healing it up over there and you're a badass motherfucker, you're 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 not squealing away in the ring. Um, <laughs> yeah. or at the same time, you know, if you're some bad bitch, uh, you're not clapping at these hoes. You're, you know, you're fucking getting into it. You know, you're hold my wig and shit like that. So, I, yeah. you know, I don't know. Yeah, I don't have much confidence in her the more she squeals. But uh, she certainly looked great in the ring and probably will get a part two. That's my guess. Yeah. Either way, the wrestling was good. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, How much time? Move. It was like 12 minutes. Did you see that? Yeah. And it was pretty, yeah. Uh. Just, you know, just consistent. Didn't drag. No. 
But let's go to the Raw Tag Team Championship match. We got the New Day defending against Hurt Business, Cedric and Shelton. Uh, New Day come out real hot early on, getting lots of moves in, but uh, Hurt Business got MVP on the side to coach them back into it. And uh, sorry, we, uh, yeah, they have a good back and forth. Shelton hits Kofi with a top rope suplex, and he goes to follow up. Uh, but then Cedric tags himself in, hits a lumbar check, and gets the pin. Three count. Kofi. New champs. Her business. Wow. Finally. Yeah. I think we, uh, I think, yeah, we expect, I think we, did we see this one coming? I think I may have. I think so. Yeah. yeah I was hoping. It's great. Yeah. MVP, I think, is perfect, bet, or, you know, better in the role when he's not in the ring at all. Yeah, he doesn't have to wrestle very and, often. And just... putting the belts on those other guys, like, it sort of solidifies where we are. MVP's in charge, and then and he's the, a good uh, manager because he got all these guys belts. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. The right guys won. Good decision. Um, and maybe like a small tease there of Cedric being a little selfish, getting the pin, but doesn't matter. They maybe. got the gold. Who knows? Who knows? We got more tag title action this time. The women's tag team championship. Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler defending against Asuka, and a mystery. So I was still holding out last-minute hope that Lana would somehow make it. A miraculous comeback. Miraculous comeback. But, nope. It's one person that we guessed it might have been, but uh, Charlotte Flair. Do, do, <laughs> do. She's back. She's back. Yes, I mean, overall, I'm glad she's back. When but, she, uh, as soon as that uh, popped up on the videotron on the big, on the big screen behind him, I thought to myself, finally, women's wrestling is back. <laughs> I thought you wanted this at the Royal Rumble. I though. did want this at the Royal Rumble, but you know what? Give it to me. Give it to me, anyways. Uh, she can okay. still win the Rumble. <laughs> but Lana died for this. Lana died. <laughs> yeah, Lana died for this. Well, anyways, I am glad that she's back. She looks great. Uh, I think in her time off, she might have lightened up on some of the the facial, the fillers, the Botox. Her face looked younger, more like her NXT days with less stuff in it. I'm not I'm not sure how any of that works. But, uh... Yeah, I'm not going to say too much. But uh, anyways, as always, she looks good in the ring. Uh, the best. No rust. No rust. Never. Never. She can't. <laughs> it's, nice... it's impossible for her to not go out there and fucking blow the roof off. Uh, yeah, she hits a nice moonsault to the floor. Uh, her and Asuka, definitely the more talented team mm -hmm. of the two in the mm -hmm. ring. So uh, eventually Asuka and Nia Jax take each other out. So Shayna and Charlotte in the ring. Shayna tries to lock in the Kirafuda clutch. Charlotte rolls through, hits the natural selection, gets a three count. Charlotte and Oscar are your new and women's tag new. I was, I was, uh, this was, this was awesome. I think we both had the suspicion that Oscar and Blank were going to win. Yeah, uh, I mean, whether yeah, it was I'm happy Lana, to get the belts. Whether it was somebody else. Yeah, I wanted to get the belts off Nia and Shayna, regardless. I'm surprised Shayna was the one to eat the pin. That one felt a little bit weird to me. Uh, why not give? Maybe it to that'll Nia? break off into I don't know a mini Charlotte Shayna feud. I don't know. Yeah, or maybe, you know, is this spelled the end of Shayna and Nia Jax? Hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, I also don't think that Asuka and Charlotte will hold the belts for too long. No. Because I think Charlotte's going to want to go for Asuka's belt sooner than later. So, you know, 
can't have that. Yeah, well, you know, coming back with Oscar, like babyface Charlotte, right at least now. For now. Well, at least like right now, coming <laughs> coming back as the babyface. Uh, yeah. Who knows what'll come of her? And she, yeah, she is on Raw, right? Yeah, yeah, she's on Raw, but those tag titles do give them freedom. They right. can go to SmackDown because and... she was drafted, or I guess she was drafted in the time. She off. was drafted, yeah, to Raw. Right, okay, makes sense. So, anyways, uh, and by virtue of this win, Charlotte becomes the fourth ever Women's Grand Slam champion. Fourth ever, wow. Yeah, and Oscar becomes the first woman to hold the tag titles with two different partners. Well, that's cool. So there you go. History. Hist- History was being made tonight at TLC 2020. Mm-hmm. Well, let's go. More championship action. Roman Reigns defending his universal title against Kevin Owens in our second TLC match of the night. Uh, Reigns comes out first, makes his entrance, hangs up the belt, but then Owens jumps him, looking to get a hot start. So he's just beating him up, hits a big frog splash off the apron. But then Jey Uso comes out real early to interfere. Real early. (laughs) Yeah, like within a minute or two, and he'll be a constant throughout the match, so... Owens is fighting uphill. He's trying to beat the shit out of Uso, stomping his foot in a chair to break his ankle. But uh, So Jay's taken out for a little bit, but he'll be back. Uh, in the meantime, Reigns and Owens just beating the shit out of each other with stairs, chairs, ladders, the old table chair spot where yeah, Owens gets back body dropped onto one. Uh, and then Owens sets up a seated chair and does a nice looking like fisherman suplex. Roman just lands on the corners, the edges. Love it. There was a lot of this, too. Yeah, a lot of painful. A lot of painful-looking drop-on-to things. Yeah. So, uh, Owens, he's climbing the ladder. He's got the title in his hand, but Uso comes back out again. And So, Owens is dealing with this tubble team. There's tables set up all around, but uh, Owens pop-up power bombs Jay through the announce table. Then he just starts burying him uh, under anything he can find. So he gets back in the ring and uh, Roman grabs him, power bombs. Oh yeah, this was this was crazy. I don't know. This was weird. Roman power bombs uh, Owens onto a ladder, but then Michael Cole calls it a spine buster through the table, getting every detail wrong. I don't know how he did. <laughs> he went zero for two. Yeah, spine on buster location table. and uh, <laughs> and move maneuver. Yeah, but anyways, then there's this ladder that's turned on its side. And Rain slams Owens back first onto that. Ooh, he's, that's ta- gotta he's, hurt. Ta- he's taking that bump a lot before. Uh, yeah, but that's got to hurt no matter how you take of it. Of course. Like just flat spine, boom. I guess he's got a little bit of cushion there, but still. Uh, then he choke slams Owens through a table, uh, goes over to help out his cousin Jay, uh, get him out from that pile that he's buried under. And then he Samoans, Samoan drops Owens through another table. Uh, we must have gone through 20 tables tonight. Have we hit the <laughs> stairs yet portion of the match? <laughs> there was some stairs, yeah. Some stairs getting slammed into each other. Uh, so anyways, Roman climbs the ladder thinking he's got this match won. But Owens is somehow hanging on, just crawling at the bottom of the ladder. Uh, so Reigns climbs down, spears Owens through another table set up in the corner. But Owens still isn't done. He's just telling Roman, you're going to have to kill me. So Rowan sets up for a big spear through the barricade, but Owens avoids. So Reigns crashes through the barricade. Owens climbs the ladder. He's so close, uh, but Reigns gets after him again. So Owens pop up, power bombs him through a table, another table. <laughs> yeah, uh, twenty. So uh, at least twenty tables. What's the table count on this one? I can't go back count too many. But anyway, so fucking Owens has it again. Fingertips on the title, but goddamn Jey Uso. There was a little too much Jey Uso in this match. Mm-hmm. Uh, Owens was so close, but 
Uh, Roman recovers, climbs a ladder. So they're both at the top of the ladder. And then Reigns punches Owen in the balls, locks in the guillotine choke. So Owens knocks out, falls off the ladder. Then Reigns unhooks the belt, wins the match, retains his title. Wow. Yeah, I like the match a lot, but yeah, just fucking Ju. So you little prick. Yeah, when you have when you have the two TLC matches in a night, you know, like Roman and Kevin Owens probably just watched AJ Drew, and they're like, okay, so we have to match that. Yeah. <laughs> we have to kind of do be that intense and that wild, and also kind of incorporate uh, Jey Uso at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean it was a good. I, it had me rooting for Owens to win the belt, so mm-hmm. it did its job. Um, still waiting on the Jimmy Uso return, though, right? It would have been cool. Yeah, I mean, to we make, saw him briefly. You know, it, it's uh, it's funny. It, it replaced Jimmy Uso with Jay Uso on this endless match, and suddenly maybe it would have like, you know, been 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 like a new a new part of the story. Like it's Jimmy Uso who came out to save him, not Jay Uso or something. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, we're oh, almost I mean, there. I'm sure he's almost back on returning. He should be. It's the question is, uh, like, what's this belt doing at Mania? Because right now, Roman's holding it through Mania. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. Royal Rumble is going to be very interesting this year. Yeah, certainly will. <clears throat> but let's go to the main event, main event of the evening. We got Randy Orton taking on The Fiend in the Firefly Inferno match. Where the only way to win is to set your opponent on fire. <laughs> wow. That's serious. I mean, this has been done in the past. We have had Inferno matches. But uh, anyways, Orton comes out. He's got full pants and hoodie on. Oh, my God. I didn't know even know who he was. He had a little bit of stubble, like in a beard type shape, too. <laughs> I was so fucking confused. Well, he wants to protect his skin <laughs> from those flames. Which I thought. You know, I'd rather light my hoodie on fire than my skin. And I did think that was immediately like a better decision. Of course, we've spoken about this before. The uh, the the Stone Cold and Kane first blood match. Yeah, uh, Stone, Stone Cold, Cold had so much skin showing where Kane had like his neck and the hand. Yeah. Um, <laughs> where about Randy? So Randy came out with the right idea. The more of my body I cover up. There was one point though in the match where uh, like the string on his hoodie came out. Oh yeah, and he was playing with that. And it was like, almost it, it was like it was it was almost like it was like a new piece of clothing for him. He's like, what's this? And he's trying to like yeah, pull on something. To- <laughs> he didn't know how it worked. Yeah. I know, he doesn't wear hoodies. He doesn't wear hoodies, you know, he's never Uh, never worn it before. So anyways, he comes out, the Fiend comes out, Uh, we start the match, but there's no fire. So we're just fighting for a bit until finally the Fiend hits Sister Abigail, and then he gets up and poses, and then that's when the Thunderdome just ignites. Tons of fire, I gotta say, it looked pretty cool. That was pretty, pretty cool. I did notice, like, the bars they had put up. The twisty bars of flames during the match at the like, beginning of the match and like the intro i was like wait i saw have, those yeah i was like wait have those been there the whole time <laughs> at first i couldn't tell because like when randy does his entrance and it rains sparklers pro or whatever yeah. i couldn't tell if it was because of that but then after the fire didn't start I'm like oh that must be with the flames yeah through the fire the and, old school through the fire and the flames yeah because the old inferno matches it used to just be like literally right at the ring at the ropes, so you couldn't get out of the ring, but now they had a lot more room to move. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Interesting. So, anyways, yeah, it was basically just flames all in the Thunderdome, all around, big bars of tall vertical flames that would spiral. Uh, as they would hit bumps, the flames would shoot up in intensity. So, must have been pretty hot for these guys. They were pretty yeah, close. I was thinking about it was that a too. decent amount. Well, they are outside there. 
in the, in uh, the Tropicana. But still, I think, I think even Tropicana if you've been field. outside by a bonfire too close, you feel that heat. Yeah, that's a good point. But anyways, uh, yeah, lots of fire. They're fighting all around. Uh, and the name of the game is trying to push your opponent into the flames. So uh, at one point, the fiend gets a leather strap. And he just lights that on fire, starts swinging it around, but Orton avoids it. Uh, then the fiend tries to kill him with a pickaxe, and then he pulls out this rocking chair and a can of gasoline. So he douses the chair in gas and pours a little trail leading away from it, sits Randy down in the chair, gets a lighter, and tosses it onto the gas. So it goes roaring down, shooting towards Randy, who jumps out of the chair just in time to be- avoid being burnt. Uh that was and then cool. Randy, that was a pretty cool one. Yeah, I mean, and this was all done in the ring. Like I'm sure it might have been pre-recorded, but it wasn't like presented as a cinematic. It was all presented like a real match. Mm-hmm. But uh, so Randy fights back, hits the fiend with the steel steps, grabs a steel chain, starts just punching him with that. Uh, and then Bray grabs the axe handle, lights that on fire, tries to hit Randy, but he counters, hits his big draping DDT onto the floor. Uh, he looks to follow up with an RKO. But then the fiend hit grabs him with a mandible claw. So he's got him locked in the claw. He's pushing Randy towards the flames. But then Orton turns him around, pushes Fiend back first into the fire. And then the fiend's body just ignites in flames. He's Orton backs into the ring. The fiend is still standing, though, looking cool as hell. He just runs into the ring while he's on fire, runs right into an RKO. And he's just laying face down while his back's still on fire. And Orton kicks him over onto his back so uh then he goes outside grabs a canister of gas pours it on the fiend strikes a match and throws it onto its body fully setting him on fire or at least a dummy of him fully engulfed in flames yeah the commentary freak out over this possible murder (laughs) over Uh, the possible murder they just witnessed and will be probably summoned to a grand jury about so he's, yeah, he's burning to a crisp as the Thunderdome just shoots flames all over and uh, Randy wins. Uh, really cool visuals, I thought. Best Inferno match ever. I don't know if you've ever seen any. Never, never seen another one prior, but... Uh, they were really... Yeah, yeah, how do you... Yeah, there's... It's... How do you, like, uh, rate a match like this or something like that? as a Because re- as a wrestling, you know, thing... Yeah, a wrestling it, I mean, contest, it wasn't that great. Nothing special. I mean, it was entertaining, though. Um, but if it was like a wrestling, it would be like a three-star. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it, it was more just are you buying into how entertaining this is? Uh, yeah, like that visual of him running while on fire was amazing. And having, I you thought. know, or, or I was going to say the visual at the end of Randy Orton just standing there in the Randy pose while a burning Bray <laughs> well, Wyatt too. is lying All on the, the use of fire him. was cool. It was really cool. Uh, and, and I think it was all like I don't think it was a stuntman. I think that was the real Bray. Who was on fire. I feel like it was. And up until the very end, of course, they tricked the body in there at the end. Yeah, yeah. But the crazy part, like when he was on fire running in, like his dreads looked like they were fully in the flames. I was also wondering that. I was like, holy <laughs> well, your shit, hair, man. holy shit, holy shit. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah it, was, awesome. it was super unique in, in its own way. And uh, that's kind of hard to come by these days in pro wrestling, right? I think we maybe thought the possibility of it just being a cinematic match. Yeah, I think we didn't really quite know what to expect. And but then, once they were coming out to the ring, I'm like, all right, we're going to get some real fire. We're going to get some real stuff. And then it was, well, and up until then, it was like, well, I don't see a, you know, where, are they just going to grab a jerry can? Where's the fire going to come <laughs> from? And the feed makes yeah. the fire happen. Uh, this was wild. Randy Orton committed murder. He literally, yeah. the legend killer. See, this is what I wanted from the, the eye for an eye match. I wanted more graphic ending like this. 
Oh, the the Miss Ray Seth. Yeah, I wanted more graphic violence like this. <laughs> more graphic violence. More graphic violence. Not like violence. a dollar store. I'm on. <laughs> more graphic violence. Yeah, this is attempted alleged murder. Live on the air. It was a pretty shocking Oh, yeah, there's ending. like millions of people who saw this. Because, you know, kids are on Christmas break right now. They were probably got to stay up late, watch the pay-per-view. <laughs> and this is what, you know, a nine-year-old kid, this is what he sees. And guess what? On Christmas morning, uh, his mom's going to go like, Timmy, why, is this, why, is, why does it smell like burnt meat? And he goes like, oh, me and uh, my little sister, uh, Bethany, were playing Fiend Randy. Oh, boy. Just wait oh, God. Just wait. Just That's the parents' fault. That's the parents' fault, yeah, you know, for yeah. letting their if parents be If your be kid so... has that easy access to gasoline or flames. Yeah, or flames. Like, yeah, it depends how young, you know. Certainly there were matches, but, like, yeah, obviously. Yeah, what are you going to do Be a better match? parent. That's all we're saying exactly. here on the Super Wrestling Podcast. And that was, uh, that was the first half. That was the pay-per-view. One, what a way to end the show. Uh, what, what a way to end it. It was actually a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. No, at first, yeah, exactly. Once the the Inferno match was main eventing, you're like, well, it's got to end with something crazy. F- and yeah, I wasn't. I, we, I knew it wouldn't Christmas. end with a cinematic match, especially yeah. yeah, following up that 25 minutes or whatever of fucking. Yeah, overall though, I'd say top to bottom, a a great pay per view. I don't think there was a single bad match. Yeah, it was a great way to close off the year. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. I liked it a lot. Uh, and, you know, as consistent with the COVID era, you know, just these six-match, three-hour cards with WWE, is, it's a lot better than those old days with those two-hour pre-shows and all that. Yeah, the COVID-2 era has brought in, like, focus on a lot of the pay-per-views and direction, and sometimes pay-per-views often just felt like matches were being thrown together just for the sake of them happening. But there wasn't... I mean, look at this card, right? We didn't have either of our mid-card titles... Or our Raw Women's title, like, you know, but the, the the matches which did happen still felt so relevant. Yeah, they all had stories that have been building for a while, so. Good card. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Maybe one of the best TLCs ever. Maybe first or second best. Wow. There you go. There you have it. <laughs> That's coming. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Mike, how about we take a break? Let's take a break. Let's take a break. We'll come back with the second half uh the podcast we got trivia we got monday night raw uh wrestler of the week so stick around jack white solo album yes yeah it's cool i don't know if i've heard as much cool song is his uh of course, the White Stripes. That other, what's the other? The Raconteurs or something? The Raconteurs, yep. Is he? Is that his project or is he just part of it? I think that is. Well, I I don't think they are like an actual band anymore. But when we were in high school, yeah, that was a that was a Jack White project. Okay. And then there was another one after the Raconteurs called the Dead Weather. Hmm. Uh, which was also a Jack White project, um, and then just got a lot. solo business. Ah, the man is talented, you could say. You could. It's probably. It's probably. Been, I would. It's probably been said before. I mean, I think. Uh, I mean, as much as I mean, Seven Nation Army has transcended. It's become a cultural, like soccer chant. People sing it. People do all these things. Of course. Oh, it's one of one the, of the most uh, iconic riffs of all time. And he had the. Uh, he had the song with Alicia Keys was one of the James Bond uh, tracks. Off one of the new, off <laughs> one of the new James Bonds. Yeah, uh, like I never Quantum yeah, of Solace or something. I haven't followed the, the the Daniel Craig era. 
Yeah, it's uh, that's a good song. That's a good song. That's an interesting mix-up. Right? Right? Yeah. yeah, Jack White and yeah. Alicia Keys. The mashup, you know, we didn't know was they, it was common. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who knows? Cool. Cool beans, Mike. The second half's been going this whole time. That's okay. How do we do? Oh, well, we got to start off the second half because we have some important <laughs> Monday Night Raw business to get to. Is it important? I don't know. I just said that to try to make it sound a little more exciting. Before we hit up Monday Night Raw, let's uh, f- do our trivia. Trivia. Woo. Trivia. Woo. Woo. Fun and games. Second last, second last trivia of the year. Yep. Everything's the second last. This will be our second last <laughs> Raw, or our second last Wrestler of the Week, our second last. And it's on the second last day before Christmas. The second, la- the second last day before Christmas. Yeah, That's right. Christmas. Uh, Mike, I've got one, two, five questions for you. Well, I've got for you uh, basically the same thing you gave to me last week. A gauntlet. A gauntlet. Yeah, I, you know, I was hoping this was going to happen. <laughs> Uh, but it's not potato chips. It's not food related. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. You go first, and then I'll do the big reveal. Then we'll do the big reveal at the end, Mike. So uh, <laughs> I'm just going to give you five questions back to back. And uh, we're talking. It's, um, like you said, Christmas Eve Eve. Christmas is right around the corner. Yeah. Uh, Mike, so today we're talking about the top-selling Christmas toys. This is going to be trivia based on the top-selling Christmas toys of each year. Okay. If that makes sense. Um, yes. So we're gonna start off. We're gonna start off. Uh, actually, yeah, you, we'll be able to get all these. You're a toy <laughs> man, Mike. Me, right? me. You've, I'm a toy. You've man. had toys in your life. You work in the in the uh, the gaming sphere. Yes, you and see? I'm very sentimental. You know, I don't like to throw old things away. Yeah. I still have over a hundred WWE action figures. Of course, and. Um, and you're and you know you're you're a Nintendo employee, yes, and all these sorts of things. So Mike, we're gonna start off with an easy one. In 2016, the mini version of this console was the top-selling Christmas <laughs> gift. Well, 2016, that would have to be the NES Classic. NES Mini. Okay, okay, we got yes, that one. Yes, NES Mini. Yes. You got that one, Mike. Um, okay, we're gonna get, we're gonna get a little more difficult here. <laughs> um, right. Do you remember Yak Back? Of course. Of course you remember the Yak Back. Uh, Before the Yak Back, actually, in 1993, this other similar Yak Back device was the top-selling toy. Yeah, I think I know what it is. I just got to remember the name. Mm -hmm. It was like a recorder thing. It was bigger than a Yak Back. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was in Home Alone 2 or something. Kevin McAllister had one. Oh, really? <laughs> I think so. So it was like a thing. You speak into it, and you can play it back, and you can do stuff. Mm-hmm. It had a name. Not, <laughs> see, I want to say, obviously, this isn't the name, but like Playboy, but not Playboy. <laughs> but like, <laughs> You know what? You're close. You are I know, actually that's what close I, like It's Playboy. something like, like I'm thinking like mix mat, like words like that, you know, not Walkman, not Playboy, but like mm-hmm. playback, play things, something... Something like that. I never owned this device. I owned a Yak Pack. Yeah. This other device, I think, was more expensive, more crazy. But uh, a talk, a play. A... You're... Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> We're there. We're there. A talk, play. 
<laughs> almost, almost, almost not play. A playback, a talkback. Almost. A, pl- a play kid. <laughs> oh my God. A you've, play ba- okay. you've said all the words, <laughs> but you are right. It's so close, uh, Mike. So I got to give this one to you. It was the talk boy. The talk boy. Okay. And you're right. It was in uh, Home Alone 2. It kind of looks like a little cassette player with a little speaker on the end. Yeah, I always wonder. I'm like, that looks so cool. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of like the precursor to the yak back. Yeah, the yak back. It was funny. It was fun. Yeah. But it's such a little. It was like, yeah, you could Burr. slow it down. <laughs> yeah, that was a fun little device. Okay, Mike. Uh, got another one here for you. Okay. Um, in the year that you were born, mm. the year that you were born, uh, these four nouned heroes were the top selling toy. Four, four noun. nouned heroes. Yeah. Noun. So their names are nouns. Four, I guess every name is a noun. <laughs> the four nouned <laughs> heroes, as it were. Four noun? Well, I'm thinking like Ninja Turtles are four heroes. So Ninja Turtles? You got that one right. Okay, I guess I may have phrased it probably because I was looking for the Teenage Mutant Ninja okay, Turtles. Okay, sorry. Well, but I mean, I know that. You got it. No, one. but you did get it. You did get it. They were yeah. the top-selling toy of the year 1990. Follow-up question. In the year that I was born, mm-hmm. uh, this disc game was the top-selling Christmas gift. This disc game, you say? Yes. So it can't be like a video game because they weren't on discs yet. Or I mean, well, Sega CD, maybe. Hmm. Hmm. When you say disc game. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm realizing, you know, you're sort of, you're thinking about other plays. Maybe think non-electronic discs. Okay, okay. So disc, a disc game, maybe like a board game. Uh, I mean, a Frisbee's a disc, but that's not a disc game. Hmm. Disc, year 1991. So you say not electronic, probably. Yeah. What's a disc game? I don't know. I'm just trying to think of a board game or something, or like a toy. It's yeah, it's a toy. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not like Beyblades. Those weren't out yet. Those were not. No, Beyblades weren't out yet. No. A disc, a toy, uh, hmm. I'm having trouble here. It's okay. Any other vague clues? Any other vague clues? Like you played it? I had some. I mean, Do I don't, I don't, I don't know if. Oh, you, know okay, if you ever okay. It. I'll go with pogs. Pogs. There you yeah, have this, it. Yeah. These little, what a stupid fact. Those little discs. Hey, I still got. I. I, I mean, still I. I enjoyed have it. Have a tube of pogs. It was. Uh, I by think, stupid. I mean, we paid money for circular cardboards. <laughs> I think like, I res- got mine from uh, my cousins. Yeah. Because I had even a, like. Yeah, I, 91 that like I would have been born the year that they were huge uh, And did you play them or did you just collect them? Yeah, well you, we knew how to play them But none of my other friends had pogs so we would just play pogs with my pogs Ah, if that made yeah. sense. Some of my friends had pogs. Yeah, I remember one time me and my cousin played for keeps and I got a bunch of his pogs oh. And he had reboot pogs. They were really cool. I reboot, reboot pogs. I would love to see uh, my pogs. I know I definitely have some Lion King pogs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was a bunch. There was a bunch that were non-official pogs. Of course, I only used official. All the slammers. I actually think I have some Beetleborg pogs. 
Whoa. If that, a, uh, a deep cut. D- deep <laughs> cut. Mike, I have one more question for you. We're talking deep cuts here because this is both before you and I were both born in the year 1985 and 1986. For two years straight, these two different teddy bears were the top selling Christmas toys. Mike, which were the two top teddy bears? 85, 86, two completely unrelated teddy bears? Completely unrelated teddy bears. All right. Uh, well, one of them, I'll just go with uh, Paddington Bear, because I know he's the thing. Um, and what, maybe, I don't know, is a Care Bear a thing, maybe? Care Bears? Or was there another big famous bear? Oh, what's that name? Okay. I'm going to go with Teddy Ruxpin, I think is his name. Teddy Ruxpin and Paddington Bear. That's a final answer, Mike. You should have swapped Paddington, though, because Teddy Ruxpin was correct. That was 1986. Oh, sorry, 19. Yeah, that was in 1986. However, 1985, the top-selling Christmas toy was, in fact, Care Bears. Care Bears. Yeah, okay. Care Bear Countdown. Okay. Well, yeah, that was it. You got uh, you got pretty much all of those. Sweet. Okay. Are you ready to have a little gauntlet match? <laughs> I'm ready for it. Give it to me. All right, we're sticking with the holiday theme. Of course, we're going to have a showdown between all of... Well, I selected the list, so we'll see. But some of the best Christmas movies. Ooh, baby. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Watched a lot of Christmas gonna, movies in the last couple days, too. Well, there yeah. you go. Even better. Yeah. But um, I have a couple subs on the... And just in case you haven't seen one. But I, I think you will have seen all of these. Okay. At least most. We'll see. Uh, all right. Coming down first to the ring. Uh, we have... Well... Maybe our most child-oriented one, but a classic all on its own. Uh, I'm talking about the original Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Mm-hmm. The stop motion. Uh, you know, still looks good to this day, I think, that puppet. So cool technology they use. Yeah. yeah. But who is he taking on? Well, coming to the ring, we've got action star. Which one? None other than Arnold Schwarzenegger in <laughs> <laughs> Jingle All the Way. Of course, the big Turbo Man action doll, the hit toy of whatever year that was. I don't know. 97. There you go. The hit toy of 97. Uh, so Jingle All the Way versus Rudolph. Who's going to take this? So I just watched Ringle, Jingle All the Way two days ago. Uh, How's it hold up? Watched it. Well, here's the thing, Mike. It was never, it was not in my sphere as you a never child. saw it first I, way around? Parts, like, I remembered Phil Hartman's role. Um, that was something that, like, I remembered. And then kind of, like, the ending sequence I also Sinbad? remembered. And, yeah, sort of, like, so, like little details <laughs> here and there. Yeah. Um, but watching it as an adult has to possibly make it, like, one of the best, worst Christmas movies uh, <laughs> ever, quite frankly. Um, uh, I'm going to have to go with Jingle All the Way on this one <clears throat> just because yeah. um, Joe Pesci was supposed to play the role of Sinbad's character. However, oh. when they got it like in the suit and made everything happen, they realized that Joe Pesci was not like way too small to act <laughs> up against uh, Arnold. So there's your, little, um, there's your little fun fact for that one. Jingle All the Way, you're moving on. You're moving on. That was, yeah, that's fun. Okay. Well, taking on Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, we've got another lead actor. Uh, not quite as buff, not quite as meaty. But this was a modern Christmas movie of our time. Uh, we're talking about Elf, mm. starring Will Ferrell. 
This one's tough. Uh, this one's a good one. Haven't watched Elf yet. I think we tr- it wasn't on any of the streaming services, so it was tough to find. This year, but you have seen it. Of course, I've seen it. Um, one thing that I love about Jingle All the Way, uh, or two things rather, uh, is that the entire movie takes place in one day. But uh, the amount wait, of like really? traveling that. that Arnold has to do, yeah, it seems like it's two days worth of stuff. But the entire from when he wakes up on that morning, um, and then he goes to three or four different malls to look for. Uh, to look for everything, and then this the whole parade yeah. sequence is happening in broad daylight. And so is this all Christmas Eve? It's all Christmas Eve is when it happens. So he waited till Christmas Eve to get his son because he forgot because he's such a negligent parent. Yeah, you know. Okay, um, I haven't seen the movie in a while. It's all but. about that. And the second part <laughs> I love uh, is that uh, <laughs> when Arnold Schwarzenegger plays a role, his name in the movie is Howard Langston. Um, but he is clearly an Eastern. So he plays like a white American. He's clearly an Eastern European strongman. And <laughs> yeah. there's always there's the moment at the end where he's in the turtleman outfit and he calls out to Jamie, "I pick you." And <laughs> the mom, his wife, the mother of his child, thinks to herself, "Oh, there must be two Eastern European strongmen who live in this area." Uh, you think that she would be able to pick out her husband's voice. Elf, on the other hand, um, funny, classic. I uh, recently watched uh, a little thing on the uh, those uh, the Christmas movies that made us. It's up there on Netflix. Um, talking about how they filmed a lot of the um, the North Pole scenes to make and using force perspective to make Elf to make Will Ferrell look larger, like look so much larger uh, Mm -hmm. than everybody else. They did a lot of cool tricks. Recommend you watch that on Netflix. Elf uh, is walking away uh, to the next round. Elf is moving on. on. Elf. All right. Well, he's taking on a juggernaut coming up here. Uh Uh, Well, at least I think so. One of, uh, yeah, another classic movie. We talked about it briefly on your end of the trivia. Because we're talking about Home Alone. Home Alone. So watch, yeah, watch this one last night. Yeah. Uh, so super fresh. Um, Speaking of Joe Pesci. Well, and that's what it is. After I heard <laughs> about Joe Pesci was supposed to be Sinbad in Jingle All the Way, I automatically think of Sinbad being Joe Pesci in Home Alone. Uh, I think about the <laughs> probably like, doing like a, a swap too. on that and then seeing how that movie would be different. Um, yeah. yeah, Home Alone. <clears throat> Home Alone was another one for me that was never big. Was never huge in my wheelhouse, um, ah, and I watched. I love this one as a kid, and so many people did, and it just for whatever reason wasn't a part of uh, wasn't a part of my thing. Um, watched it again, yeah, kind of for the first time last night with like adult eyes, and I was like, I, I was like, okay, okay, okay. I think it holds up. I think it holds up. Um, I heard some cool things about that movie. Uh, like John Hughes wrote it in like '85, and no studio wanted it. Uh, for years, and uh, it's truly, the, or you know, one thing I will give it, the last 80s movie. I mean, I know it's released in 1990, but, you know, it was written in the 80s, greenlit in the 80s. Oh, yeah. uh, that dinner scene when they're all eating the pizza, that's an 80s pizza. And, dinner. yeah, and you're just going through, you're <laughs> going through, like, pep, that. You, that's an 80s Pepsi logo right there. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that big jug. Uh, oh, yeah. But just because of the, at least, impact that it had on my life, where uh, Elf is uh, is going through the next round. Elf moves on. Okay. All right. Elf, Will Ferrell, staying strong. He's a strong man, but can he beat the power 
of Bruce Willis in Die Hard. Oh. The other, the other action oh, Christmas movie, I guess. Yeah, this is where uh, this this is the moment where. Yeah, like Brock Lesnar comes out number twenty. Some people like, like number, to argue it's not a Christmas movie or something. You know, uh, this yeah. is that moment of the battle royal where you're like, "There's <laughs> no fucking way that Drew Gulak is going to be able to toss out Braun Strowman." You're like, "No, nah, there's oh, no boy. fucking way." Uh, yeah, we got to go Die Hard on this one. Um, I, I think what I love more, what I like more about the movie is the controversy that surrounds it, right? The constant debate. Whether it's a Christmas movie. Whether it's a Christmas movie, um, yeah. whether it's not a Christmas movie. Uh, I mean, does a movie have to be about Christmas or does it just have to take place during Christmas? I guess that's and the And those argument. are the classic debates. Um, yeah. um, one thing I love about Christmas movies personally is, um, and it's the, uh, it's the slightly, it's, or it's the like incompetent father um, rising to the occasion and being the family man that he should be. You know, we see it in <laughs> the Tim Allen movie. We see it in Jingle All the Way. We see it in, uh, we, we see it in Die Hard. <laughs> so I think it has the theme of the family man who, um, through his mistakes um, around the holiday season, manned up to be there to provide for his family. And that's what makes their Christmas movie. And, uh, you know, yeah. And a hell of a lot more people in his family in the end. He helps out. Yeah, exactly. Running and barefoot through that building. a lot of other people along the way. Um, so because of that... And yeah, you, Drew Gulak's not gonna toss Brock Lesnar over that top rope. Uh, <laughs> Bruce Willis and Die Hard, um, you get the win on this one. Die Hard is living on, uh, but coming up next, who knows? This is uh, this is a big one. Depending on whether you like it or not, that's another thing. But I think most people, you know, I think this might be the Daniel Bryan of Christmas movies. Who knows? <laughs> who knows? Because taking on Die Hard, we've got the classic. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Watch this three days ago. Yeah. <laughs> We've I'm glad. Them I'm all. glad this is. Yeah, and just and just like we were recalling about the incompetent father, uh, none none exemplifies that more than Chevy Chase. But what a heart of gold that guy! What has. a heart of gold he has. That's exactly what it is, and that's what sort of that's what always will come out in. The end. Uh, yeah, love. I uh, love all this. The fucking the lights when he's trying to get him to plug in. That's a good bit. Um, <laughs> yeah, the light switch. Yeah, uh, when he's putting up the lights, that's funny. Everything that happens to Julia Louis Dreyfus and the uh, oh yeah the boyfriend uh, next door, like all that. Rob Lowe. No, it's not. Rob, Is it Rob Lowe? It's not Rob Lowe, but it's a Rob Lowe type. Rob Lowe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I love this movie. And of course, brought uh, the uh, iconic shitters full. Uh, oh yeah, every cool. character, every cousin, the crazy aunt that rants, wraps her cat up, the uncle with the cigar, all the crazy. The guys. dry turkey, like not like Christmas Vacation <laughs> is a is a great example of what yeah the worst Christmas would be like. But guess what? When you're with your family, there is no such thing as the worst Christmas. Yeah, God, Chevy Chase. This one is hard. Um. But I have to go with oh, fuck. This one is hard. Is this our last match? Is this the last one of the? Is this the last round? We have two more. Two entries. more rounds after this. So, oh my but, god! But I mean, this could be. Um, I, I did say this was the Daniel Bryan. This so is the Daniel Bryan. You really can't beat it. Uh, god, I gotta give the edge to Christmas Vacation, though, yeah. um, because we've all experienced parts of that Christmas. Story, yeah. whether it be the you know the crazy cousin or the the tree that won't fit, 
yeah. or the or the family member that just loves Christmas so much they're going all the way with all the fucking uh, the exactly and, and it's what it's like to go all the way and what that means and no I'm the man of the house and that's what I have to do uh, <laughs> little little bonus side points to um there's these eggnog cups that Uncle oh, Eddie yeah, and those. him care and they're like moose reindeer and it's like yeah. I, they're the weirdest looking cups. I've seen those for sale, and I've thought about buying. It's like them. which side do you hold it on? Like, there's no, there's no <laughs> handle. An it's and to the, keep those in the cupboard, they take up so it's much the room. Weirdest that they don't fucking need. thing. Uh, Christmas vacation gets the edge on this one. Good, good, good. Okay, yes, we are running down near the end here. Uh, here comes maybe our first heel of the match. <laughs> We've got our mature rated. We got Bad Santa. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, Bad Santa was never, again, yeah, never one. I've probably seen it, maybe. Definitely haven't seen any of the follow-up franchise. No, I've only seen the first one. Um, yeah, I think this is... Billy Bob. I think this is one of those moments where, like, a superstar is crushing through a rumble or something or a battle royal, and then the boogeyman comes out. You're like, oh, come on, guys, come on. <laughs> they got to have a cool off they before got, number Exactly, they got to cool off a little bit before, you know, whatever that main bout's going to be. And I think yeah. this is our boogeyman, so uh, <laughs> Christmas vacation keeps rolling through. Yeah, I mean, yes, I did have to, but I couldn't just book all the heavy hitters at the end. Of know? course, that's not, I mean, and and I think part of the, uh, part of the, uh, the beauty of a battle royal is the planned order of, or especially the elimination kind of battle royal, mm-hmm. the gauntlet, as it were, um, is the planned set of eliminations, the specific matchups. Indeed. Well, let's get down to the final matchup. We got Christmas Vacation. Coming in at number 30, we've got the classic, A Christmas Story. Ralphie, his BB gun. All that stick. Oh, fudge. Uh, <laughs> oh, he didn't say fudge. Oh, he didn't say fudge. <laughs> the tongue on the pole. This was a yeah. movie that I didn't watch at all until I moved in <laughs> um, at my stepmom's place because she and uh, like my stepbrother and stepsister, they, it was sort of part of their Christmas routine. So it was something I really didn't see at all, I think, until I was like 11 or 12 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it didn't quite have the impact as like other movies that I had seen for a long time. Uh, when it comes to you know a Christmas movie, I think has to sell you when you're pretty young, when the magic of Christmas is still very much so present. Yeah, um, uh, yeah fun movie, a fun movie. Other than yeah. that, I do remember like liking it. But when it comes yeah. to Christmas things, you're always looking for your uh, your tops. You know, you like you're like the top ones, you know, oh, your, yes, your, yes, your, yes. your top Christmas movies. And I mm-hmm. think because of that, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation usurps the uh, <laughs> uh, Christmas story and they uh, they come home champion. They are taken home. But wait, cha- but wait, oh. Mike. Uh-oh. Because coming down to the ring to cash in their <laughs> money in the bank briefcase is the 1956 classic starring Bing Crosby and Danny Kaye. That is a white Christmas. Comes down oh. to the ring and they want to cash in on Christmas vacation. And with one <laughs> swift package pile driver, they send them packing. That's right. White Christmas is the gauntlet cha- <laughs> It's our new gauntlet <laughs> okay. champion. Okay, wow, wow, uh, okay, unheard is of. That, is that your favorite Christmas movie is, ever? Is that why? <laughs> that is my favorite Christmas movie. <laughs> well, there you go. 
So I, 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 I'm sorry. I had to toss it. I had to toss it in there. I had to toss it in there to get the win because, of course, that'll be the movie watch tomorrow. I mean, that's night. not what we we're supposed to do, but sure. It was cashing in. <laughs> no, that's, that's that's part of the. Uh, I guess it's so. cashing in. I guess yeah, sure, sure. I'll remember this. But that's it. That's it for this week. For that uh, trivia, the fun and games. That was everything. a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. And uh, what are the odds that I've seen? I I've watched three of those movies in uh, just the past few days. <laughs> well, that shows their staying power. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. What's what was like the last good Christmas movie? Do we? Was there like most a last modern? Good one? I don't know. I think maybe Elf is the most modern. It was like if you didn't like Bad <laughs> Santa. Yeah, it feels like it was like it was two thousand three or something. I can't think of like a. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. I mean that's a. There's waiting. I mean, they still come out with them. Of course, just, yeah. Just you know, they haven't had the same amount of uh, oomph. Yeah. As some of the uh, uh, some of the better ones. Some of my substitutes, I had uh, Gremlins. That's a Christmas. Oh really? You Gremlins. Okay. Out? I yeah. didn't. I don't remember being it being a Christmas. <laughs> Batman Returns. That's all. Oh Christmas-y. yeah. Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then A Wonderful Life, the classic. In case. Yeah, the classic. Anyways, those are just subs. I didn't think they were gonna need be needed. That was a lot of fun. But that's it. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Good list. And let's move on uh, with the show because uh, we have to, I guess this is our, I guess we have two more Raws to go. Let's get This uh, the year that everyone loves is 2020 is over, but uh, so we still have more Monday Night Raw action to go because yeah. fucking Randy Orton just set the fiend on fire. So we should probably talk <laughs> about that at some point. Definitely. <laughs> but first, we're gonna kick off with Charlotte Flair, new tag champ, coming out, cutting a promo, uh, her first time in the Thunderdome. So. She talks about being the queen and returning and uh, brings out her friend and partner, Asuka, the now double champ, who comes down and cuts her typical fun little Asuka promo. Always part fun. Japanese, she's part so excited all the yeah, time. Great enthusiasm. <laughs> she's happy to be tag champs with Charlotte. So uh, Naya, Shayna come out to interrupt. They cut their promo. Naya insults Charlotte for being gone six months after she broke her arm. Uh, calls Charlotte robotic, but. Look who's talking, girl. <laughs> but Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke come out uh, for some hilarious joke telling. Dana says Shayna looks like Rudolph with a nose job. Ooh. Which I mean, I mean, wouldn't the isn't the nose job improve Rudolph because that was his flaw? Wait, Rudolph got a nose got a nose job? No, but they were making fun of him for his nose, right? Oh, right, right, right. Well, then so. if he gets the nose job, then people are like uh, laughing more, you know, because you I got know, the nose that. job. Ah, that's a tough one. Well, anyways, let's follow up with a better joke. <laughs> Mandy. Mandy says, speaking of reindeers, the only thing Nia lacks is a set of antlers. <laughs> what? I don't know <laughs> what the fuck that's supposed to mean. Shit? What does that mean? There's no punch. That doesn't make sense. Like, My three-year-old niece could come up with better than that. Like, is it because not when Nia puts her hair up, she has a lot of hair? The only thing Nia lacks is a set of antlers. From being a reindeer. What does that mean? So a reindeer is something that sort of like pushes or like it pulls. It's not a leader. The antlers are what make it. I don't know. What the fuck? Because without an antlers, it's just a deer. 
She should have said, "You look like an elephant without the tusks." That would have made more. <laughs> that would have been that would have been way funnier. <laughs> but I don't get it. Anyways, oh. this leads us to uh, Mandy Rose, Dana Brooke taking on Naya and Shayna, and Charlotte and Oscar on commentary, and they're pulling for the sexy muscle friends, as Oscar calls them. They should just go with that name. It's a good yeah. Name. But put it put it on a shirt. I'm sure if you go yeah. www.shop.com, you can buy some sexy muscle friend shirts. Yeah, I like this. Oscar, Charlotte, they were funny together mm-hmm. on commentary. Uh, match itself was okay. Uh, sexy muscle friends looking good. They hit some cross bodies together onto the floor. Dana hits a swanton bomb on Shayna. Goes for the pin, but Nia just yanks her off. And then Mandy hits this nice, beautiful, like diving sea trigger off the edge of the apron to the floor. Uh, but anyways, back in the ring, Dana tries to take out Shayna, but she gets the Kirafuda clutch and taps her out. So Baszler, Jax win. Uh, I don't know. I guess they want a rematch. I guess they the want a rematch, maybe. Do we have some kind of Monday Night Raw, uh, Christmas or New Year's kind of special? Is that uh, is that in the cards? I don't know. I mean, it's, it was. I guess yeah. this would have been the one. This would have been the one. I guess. I mean, or they did have the. Time. They did have the Christmas tree out on the stage and stuff. <clears throat> right. <laughs> classic Christmas tree on the stage. Um, <laughs> yeah, in classic fashion though. Charlotte's back, so she's at the top. And uh, we'll see what happens with those belts. We'll see. Uh, they announced we're getting Raw Legends Night live from the Thunderdome in two weeks. Featuring the likes of Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, Kurt Angle, all those. They showed a bunch. Yeah, we're at about uh, our, like, every, every four months we need a reminder that a bunch of people used to wrestle. Uh, so <laughs> this is kind of like our once a quarter <laughs> reminder that, yeah, the one, uh, that this uh, is the case. The one that stood out to me was they showed a picture of Carlito, who hasn't been around in a long time. He was the early 2000s guy, kind of like MVP. Yeah, I've seen that before. Uh, he's got the big hair. Yeah, big afro. Yeah. Looked like Mike Houston used to. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> my my uh, almost stepbrother, Mike Houston. Almost stepbrother, yeah. Michael Houston. Uh, <laughs> all right. The new Raw Tag Champs, Heart Business, come out. Uh, looking good now. Three of the four members got the gold. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm sure MVP could get the 24-7 title if he really wanted to. I mean, I'd rather not. Rather not. <laughs> apparently he won. Did you see this picture of the four of them? And MVP's holding up this medal. He apparently won some like jujitsu competition this weekend. Oh, really? That's cool. He's still going. Huh. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so they come out. They're cutting a promo, celebrating. They're in the VIP lounge. Uh, VIP our MVP brings a photographer he hired to take some nice pictures. But then R-Truth appears with the 24-7 title behind him. So the gang will come running out, chasing him off. Uh, Riddle and Matt, Jeff Hardy come out. And Riddle cuts a promo saying, You don't need to be wasting money at the club. What you need is just chilling out. You know, maybe huck the disc in the backyard. Grill up some tasty treats. Get a little toasted and then... Maybe listen to the Joe Rogan podcast or watch a Dave Chappelle comedy special. Big shout out. Big shout outs. This just sounded like Vince McMahon's mind of what stoners do. They get high. They listen to Joe Rogan. Yeah, (laughs) and that's what they do, right? And Dave Chappelle, he smokes weed. Dave Chappelle smokes weed. (laughs) Yeah. So that was 100% Vince just writing what every stoner's into. Yeah. I can't wait. (laughs) I can't wait until we actually get the quote, dude, where's my car? And nobody has the heart to tell Vince that that's already a thing. Uh, yeah. Dude. Dude, where's my uh, car? It's funny, right? He doesn't know where his car is because he smoked so much weed. Yeah. 
There we get Drew Gulak taking on Angel Garza, who we haven't seen wrestle in a while. And I think did Gar- uh, Angel Garza did one of those. Uh, did he do one of those little backstage look at the camera promos again? Yeah, he's been doing those for a, yeah. a little while. But. He's arbitrarily just kind of giving a rose to the camera. Very bizarre. Yeah. Speaking of, remember Andrade? He's still undrafted to this day. <laughs> Andrade undrafted. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, with Charlotte's return, presumably he'll go back to Raw. I think she has enough power within the organization that wherever she goes, he'll sort of have a job. Yeah, I think that could be. He's like the Nia Jax of the Flair family. <laughs> it's like no matter what, uh, he's good. Yeah. Well, then we get uh, Miz and Morrison in the ring for Miz TV. Miz talks about failing the Money in the Bank cash-in and then brings out AJ Styles with almost and AJ just tears into Miz, calling him selfish, incompetent, idiot, cost them both the WWE title. So Miz cuts his fired-up promo about busting his ass for 15 years to be the poster child of WWE, and nobody respects him, nobody cares, but uh, Miz says he's sorry for how it went down last night and would like to offer AJ a role as co-star in the new Marine movie. And then we get a mock poster on the Tron. And AJ's just tiny in the background behind Miz. And almost who looks to be getting a big role. Bigger and but, bigger uh, as the sort of weeks go on. Now that he actually, now that he speaks. Well, first we had to get yeah. him to talk. And now he has, you know, sort of swayed a match. You know, if you count him kind of messing up on the Miz uh, there. So we're kind of like inching towards an actual like in-ring bump type debut. Yeah. And then he starts speaking again, says he's tired of this shit, yells at Morrison, saying he screwed up for cashing in the briefcase. Then Miss says, whoa, almost is right. I'm the only one who can cash in, and you're the one who handed it to the ref. So Miz demands that WWE management give him back the briefcase. Uh, so he's got a point. We'll see. He's got a point. And, um, you know, a little detail like this really pushes uh, this whatever story we're going on with Miz. I forgot to mention this when he did cash in, though. Um, God, they got to speed up these cash ins. I hate that. the ca- So John Morrison gave the ref the, the thing. And he's like, I want to cash this in right now. And then you get the follow up confirmation like, question. Are you sure? And he says, yeah. yes, right Are now. Are you sure? And then the ref has to give it to the timekeeper. And then there's this moment where Vince tells them, like, argue for 15 seconds. So they don't really say anything that's new. They're like, he's cashing in the money in the bank briefcase right now. This makes it a triple threat match. The timekeeper, <laughs> yeah. the timekeeper says, did you mean triple threat match? And he says, yes, I said triple threat match. Okay, I'm going to officially announce a triple threat match. Okay, good. Ding, ding. It's just like, fuck. <laughs> Every single time there's a cash-in. They need this little 15-second play that's like supposed yeah. to tease it not happening. Well, that's what cost him. But uh, Drew McIntyre comes out and says, I don't know, cuts his promo about whatever happened at TLC and... Uh, yeah, then Seamus comes out, Keith Lee comes out, everybody brawls, baby faces stand tall. Hell yeah, because I think we got a six-man tag coming at the end of the night. Yeah, that'll be our Christmas match later. Yeehaw! But then we got Ricochet taking on T-Bar. So finally, every member of Retribution has now had a singles match. Uh, Ricochet gets distracted by the other members of Retribution. T-Bar takes over, hits his finisher move. I don't know what it's called, but it looks great. Uh, T-Bar looks good, gets the win. So this past month, Retribution, and finally, all these guys are finally getting wins. They're fighting in singles matches. Uh, T-Bar even gets on the mic after, cuts a little promo, 
So things are looking up. Things are looking up for um for them, I guess. Uh, which one's T Bar again? Dominic Dijakovic. <laughs> uh, he was one that we I think we're miss have been. Mi- I think he's the one I've been missing the most. I think, especially coming off yeah. so hot. In well, NXT. he seemed to be. Yeah, from NXT, he was the one that had the most going. He was for the him, one who fucking seemed. cooled off in uh, second. Uh, poor Ricochet though. Um, fucking get out of your contract. Go to AW. Please. Yeah, might as well. Might as well. Might as well. <laughs> uh, we got tag team action. MVP Bobby Lashley taking on the Hardy Bros. So Riddle and Jeff working nice together. Good little mishmash of styles here. Uh, they're in control. Hardy climbs up to the turnbuckle for a whisper in the wind. But Lashley just shoves him off and Hardy slams hard off the steel steps. He's still taking these bumps on Raw for no, yeah. no reason. Free television. <laughs> Free television, but... He survives. He makes the hot tag to Riddle. He runs wild. Uh, Jeff tags back in, goes for Twist of Fate, but then Lashley reverses it. Hurt lock. Jeff taps out. Jeff taps out, but Matt Riddle and Jeff Hardy look good together. Yeah, you know, the uh, yeah, they could. I mean, Matt Riddle's done the, the odd couple tag team thing before. He can do it again. Yeah, I think uh, if you want to make him over with the fans, put him with somebody who is already over. Seems to make sense, right? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, then we get Elias in the ring with Jackson Riker. Lucha House Party come out to interrupt. So uh, Jackson Riker takes on Grand Metalik. And Elias just sits on the turnbuckle with his guitar to watch. Uh, but I think he gets knocked off later. But Riker ends up destroying Metalik with a sit out choke bomb. Get the win. Can we bring back the uh, the skip? button is that uh i know we haven't we haven't brought out the skip button in a long time i think it was more or less retired um i just want to like preemptively skip everything jackson Riker. i think within a couple of weeks we probably won't have to worry hopefully it. not uh yeah what the what, what was this it feels like a, it was like a it was like an uh, impromptu match yeah i mean i guess they just want to let us know he's still a wrestler yes whatever uh <laughs> randy orton comes out to cut a promo on Burning the fiend alive in their inferno match, and Randy has no regrets. He's an evil man, and the fiend is gone. The fiend is no more. I'm the evil son of a bitch that took him out. But then the lights start to shut down, and Randy's looking a little concerned. Uh, he gets out of the ring. Uh, the lights fully shut off. And then they come. They come back on in pink, and Alexa Bliss is in the ring, swinging on a full-size swing set. There's even a little slide in the turnbuckle. It was like a little playset for a yeah, for a little playground. Alexa's playground. Uh, so she tells Orton the fiend built this for her, and uh, she invites him to come in play. Bet you're wondering where he is. He could be at the beach. Hope he doesn't get sunburnt. Uh, or he could be eating his favorite food, barbecue. So she's just laughing at all her fire and burn jokes, and uh, she's got her contact lenses giving her those freaky eyes. Uh, Alexa says it's almost as if the fiend was absorbed right through the ring mat under the layers of ground down into the earth. So he's home, I guess, implying he's back down in hell. So but then she gets serious and uh, says if he ever does come back, it'll be like nothing you've ever seen. So super fiend, (laughs) super saiyan fiend. Yeah. And then the lights shut back down and bliss is gone. Oh yeah, certainly needed to address it. Would have loved to open the show addressing this. I thought this was big, way more important to address than Charlotte Flair's uh, than Charlotte Flair's return. Um, setting up maybe that's the hook. Yeah, get you to stick around. And of course, setting up the fiend uh, being off TV for a while. Yeah, 
And I think uh, maybe he will come back looking even more freakier. Yeah. More. Are we kind of going through another character metamorphosis or something? Uh, I mean, if it's like if, Frieza, if anybody he can, shifts. if anybody can pull it off, it's uh, it's Bray Wyatt. Yeah. We'll see. And uh, in the meantime, though, nice to have Bliss back yeah. after her a couple weeks. But let's go back to the women's tag team division. Charlotte and Asuka taking on Lacey Evans, Peyton Royce. Who, uh, yeah, Peyton and Lacey, we still don't know why, but they're just doing their thing. Tagging in, arguing, tagging each other out. Uh, anyways, uh, Charlotte hits the figure eight, gets the win. Yeah, haven't seen that one in a little while now, have we? Uh, who, yeah. Who'd she get the pin on? I think it was Peyton. Uh, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't fucking matter. I think it was Peyton. Yeah, uh, a little bit messy again. Peyton Royce and Lacey Evans shouldn't be a tag team in the first place. No. Oscar and Charlotte didn't really do much by beating people who aren't really a threat. Uh, again, yeah. you know, we've said this for weeks. Who wants these fucking belts? I do. <laughs> you might as well. We we need a like a, a Braun Strowman Nicholas type team. Like let's just get uh -huh. somebody with some random fan because uh, yeah. that would uh, may make them feel more important. I don't know. Well, let's go to the main events. In the spirit of the season, we've got a six man tag holiday street fight. So Keith Lee, Sheamus, Drew McIntyre taking on Miz Morrison, and uh, what was it? AJ. AJ, yeah, AJ, Mismo, Seamus Lee, Drew. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, holiday street fight. We got our presents, our Christmas trees at ringside, uh, tables with cookies and eggnog. The classic all eggnog has to be there. Yeah, it's all legal. So. <laughs> you could drown them in a vat of eggnog. WWE doesn't care. They just let Randy Orton burn the fiend alive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, anyways, we're all fighting around. Uh Seamus and Keith Lee start arguing and smacking each other's chest. Uh, Miz gets tossed into a pile of presents. And those sharp corners on those boxes. Those can be dangerous. Can they hit <laughs> on those collapsible yeah. boxes? Who knows? They've, they've, I'm sure they've been known to take a couple eyes out. Yeah. I think Morrison grabbed one and just chucked it right at Seamus's head. Mm -hmm. But uh, later on, uh, yeah, Morrison crashes through a table. AJ Styles runs in with a candy cane kendo stick. Nice touch. Uh, starts beating Drew with that. I love that. Remember? Anytime uh, <laughs> you take the kendo stick, but just kind of wrap ribbon around it. Yeah, it was fun. I remember me and my brother had a similar weapon when we would wrestle as kids. Oh, yeah? We had like a giant candy cane Christmas decoration. We would just smack each other. <laughs> Sounds fun. Yeah. Uh, anyways, Drew fights. Uh, him and AJ are fighting outside the ring. Uh, Drew hits a big power bomb on Styles through a table, spilling the cookies and eggnog all over him. And then Drew's ready to hit the Claymore on Miz, but Sheamus tags in. He's ready to steal the glory with a broke kick. But then Keith Lee tags in, uh, knocks Morrison off the apron, right into Omos' arms, who slams him through a table. And then Keith Lee hits a spirit bomb on Miz, gets a three. But as they celebrate, Sheamus broke kicks Keith Lee. And Drew just yells at Seamus, I told him you were cool, as we go off air. And he wasn't cool. He was cool. He wasn't cool. He kicked him. <laughs> uh, good match. Uh, you know, sort of the classic six-man tag. Uh, waited a little too long to use the weapons, I think. Uh, that would have been fun. <laughs> um, I like it's been a few weeks now of this Seamus-Keith-Lee uh, tension. 
Uh, yeah. You know. Yeah, it's definitely along with, oh, well, I mean, eventually it's going to lead to Drew Sheamus as well, it seems. It's going to have to, you know? I mean, of course, we need something to go to the Rumble, and then, and then our fucking prediction's got to come in. What's going to happen there? Yeah. Fuck. Only got to... Sooner than later, it's going to be here. It's right around the corner, of course. And that was Monday Night Raw. That was it. Uh, okay. Uh, let's take a quick look at the Slammies. Quick look at the here. Slammies, of course. The ripoff of uh, the Shooties. Ripoff of the Shooties. Yes. Let's just do it. Let's not give them too much glory. <laughs> well, just quick categories. Uh, they gave Male Superstar of the Year to Drew McIntyre. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well that's fair. Well deserved. He's carried that title uh, this entire COVID-2 era. Mm-hmm. Uh, ring gear of the year they gave to the New Day. That's fun. They're always, yeah, yeah they always, always, always got fun ring gear. They were Gears of War themed a couple weeks ago or whatever. Yeah. Uh, return of the year goes to Edge. Yeah, I won't argue oh, with that. Yeah, I mean, level. that was at the that Rumble, though. Feels like a yeah. lifetime ago. Exactly. Uh, the rivalry of the year went to Edge, Randy Orton. Oh, yeah. They had, uh, the, well, it, it was officially the greatest wrestling match ever. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, female superstar of the year goes to Sasha Banks. I don't argue that. Female superstar. I mean, Bailey feels like the one who's held the belt for um, she did. more of the but, time. Uh, Sasha but it was, was Sasha's uh, taking her down, you know? Yeah. Girth over length. <laughs> But uh, breakout superstar of the year goes to the Street Profits. Yes. Well, they've been champion for 300 days now, which is almost yeah. the entire time. So, of course, that also they also won tag team of the year yeah. goes to Street Profits. Yeah. Well, they're the only tag team that seems like I actually want to be a tag team. <laughs> uh, and then I guess overall WWE superstar of the year goes to Drew McIntyre. Three. Was there no... Oh, yeah, I guess, yeah, it's a ripoff of the shooties, so they have no cool categories. Uh, and then, yeah, the final one was the match of the year, which went to Undertaker versus AJ Styles, Boneyard. Surprising, surprising. Um, yeah, maybe a little... It was worthy, though. Maybe a little bit of crowd service to the fans, you know, Undertaker's last, you know, it gives them a chance to accept the speech or, you know, accept the award speech it. or whatever. Um, but, yeah, that was a fun match also. But that was it. Not as good as the shooties. Not as many categories. Yeah, not as good as the shooties. So uh, wait until that. It'll probably be two shows from now, Mike. Um, Also, as you know, so we compile to the end of the week, of course. Uh, It is an ongoing award, but but, you know, it is kind of... uh, We do chunk it out in year-long kind of brackets also. We do have to cover. It is the Wrestler of the Week. It's the Wrestler of the Week of the Week. Wrestler of the Week of the Week. Of course, this is an ongoing award, but I guess we can kind of uh, side, you know, also determine really kind of who our Wrestler of the Week year award goes to, right? Uh, It can be, you know, whoever's won the award the most, Mike. I'm going to kick this one off. Uh, It takes a lot of guts to be set on fire. Um, (laughs) This one was easy. Dude, TLC, yeah, like you said, one of the better TLCs you've probably ever seen. And AJ Styles, just being AJ Styles, he he does not need more recognition from at least me 
or at least from the podcast, right? His his achievements are cast in stone, uh, will forever be. However, uh, getting lit on fire, that's something that you don't get to see too often. And I'm giving this one to The Fiend, Bray Wyatt. Yeah, no, it was quite the spectacle to see. Um, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll give mine to another one who... Uh, I'm not sure. I'm sure he's won a couple, but doesn't show up as often either. Uh, great wrestler. Put on a great performance at TLC. I'll give it to Kevin Owens for taking a beating as well. Kevin Owens taking a beating not only uh, on the show, but in the fucking months of... Or, sorry, the weeks of build-up to this match. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's been a rough one for him. It's been a rough one for KO. Hopefully he'll jump back in the uh, the limelight sometime soon. Yes. And that's all the time. And that- that was it. That is that the show all the time we have um, until next week's post-Christmas episode. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Post-Christmas, pre-New Year's, we'll close out the year. Close out the years the way they deserve to be closed out. Remember, you can rate, review, like, and subscribe. The podcast is all over the place. Uh, there is pre-taped action tonight that we'll kind of cover on our, on our next uh, post-Christmas episode. Yes, yes, we shall. That sounds fantastic. Okay, thanks for listening, folks. Mike, we'll talk to you later. See ya. Shoot.